Welcome guys, good day and this is Farmcast. My name is Michael Asari and Farmcast is proudly brought to you by YPGPSGH, that's the Young Pharmacist Group of Ghana, an interest group of the PSGH. And today on Farmcast, we are going to talk about Antimicrobial Awareness Week and in the studio we have amazing pharmacists and we have amazing people in the studio who are going to introduce themselves to you and please stay tuned and anticipate. Dr. Emanuela Basakunidu. I'm a pharmacist. I work at the Ministry of Health and I enjoy singing and drawing. Thank you. Hi, I'm Nana Pema. I work with Kolibu Teaching Hospital, the medical department. I love watching movies and I love food. Hi, my name is Wisdom Kwekubo. Um, I'm a pharmacist as well and I love strategy, I love economics and I love adventure as well. Thank you. My name is Olga Karini Diyama, an intern pharmacist, and I love traveling and trying new things. And I'm your host, Michael Asari. I'm also a pharmacist, and I'm a member of YPG. And you heard their names. You heard some of the things they like to do. But you didn't know that some of them were already famous on social media. I've known you've heard about the singing pharmacist. And <laughs> she's right here she's in the person of Manuela and you know Olga Olga just completed um, and competed in the Miss Malaika contest she was first run up and it was level just three votes so you, you did not vote just three votes like you would have won the title can you imagine right so when we say YPG what do people want to know YPG is Young Pharmacist Group of Ghana as I said earlier and it was formed after the FIP conference in Abu Dhabi, a group of young pharmacists with a common mission and vision. So I uh, thought it wise that, oh, let us come and form YPG and let's benefit from it because in the international level, people are getting lots of benefits through YPG in their own countries. And the mission of YPG is to develop young pharmacists who will spearhead positive change at the local, national and international levels. And with YPG, there are some goals that YPG aspire to which members relate to that some of my panel members will share, if not all of my panel members will share with you about some of the goals that they relate to in terms of YPG. Emanuela, talk to us. So the one thing that resonates with me with YPG is the capacity building part. Um, in our parts of the world, young people are usually suppressed. The views of young people are not really heard, you know, and certain leadership positions are only given to people who are old you know because people equate age with experience but i think that um ypg being interested in building capacity in young people is a good thing so that we can have a young perspective you know in in spaces where there's there's the need to make decisions that will impact the profession on a large scale so this is the part of YPG that I really like. Thank you. Thank you very much, Manuela. So for me, I go in for the networking aspect of it because I feel like everybody needs somebody in this world. And YPG gives you the opportunity to meet other pharmacists, not just locally but internationally, who can help you. And I feel like YPG is here to some way solve our unemployment problem as pharmacists because unlike doctors and nurses we don't have the privilege of being posted posted to 
hospitals and other medical facilities by the government. You actually have to apply for a job, go for interviews and more, basically because of how versatile our profession is. So with YPG, you get to meet people who can help you out when it comes to the job market, to owning your pharmacy, to education, basically all aspects of our lives. So the networking side is really important and I'm glad we have YPG to help us with that. Oh, that's amazing, Fampima. And from Wisdom, please tell us something. What about the goals of YPG that resonates with you? Thank you, Michael and my other colleagues on here. Um, personally, I think integration is very dear to my heart. And in that, um, in school, as interns, sometimes some of us tend to be a bit confused about what, what is the next step, where do I want to go, where, where, what do I want to be. So as an organization, YPG can hold the hands of these young pharmacists and then show them the way. They can actually um, hire, have mentors and mentees. And I remember um, we actually did a program um, a few weeks ago where we inaugurated a young pharmacist and then we brought some um, some industry leaders to also um, tell them or share their experiences with them so that to guide them to actually choose a path. So I think this and this is a very good cause for the organization. Thank you. That is fantastic, Farm Wisdom. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I was about to even talk about how seamless integration has been key for YPG, and with that, we started organizing the inaugural program, partnering with PSGH to do the induction um, orientation or the orientation for newly inducted pharmacists and from ypg sources this program hopefully will be running every year to help with the integration of young pharmacists into the professional world and i know those in the profession already are eager to lend their voices to let young pharmacists know what the profession is about again ypg currently is on a campaign I don't know if you've heard, but if you've not heard, then please open your ears because this campaign has been going on. Started yesterday and it's going to run to the 24th. There's the Antimicrobial Awareness Week and the theme is United to Preserve Antimicrobials. I mean, if you want to understand what Antimicrobial Awareness Week is, you're going to get it from here because the panel over here, they are, they are well, well informed about it and they are going to talk to you about Antimicrobial Awareness Week. So, from Manuela. When we say antimicrobial awareness, or when we say World Antimicrobial Awareness Week, what are we talking about exactly? So, it's just a week set aside to raise awareness on the use of, on the proper use of antimicrobials. These are agents that we use to treat microbes that cause disease. And in recent times, we've come to observe that there's a phenomenon of resistance where these antimicrobials are not working as well as they used to and so there's the need for us to set aside a time period you know to push the message that antimicrobials need to be treated with caution need to be used properly and all of that so that's the whole uh, point of this week celebration okay so when we say resistance what what are we talking about because when you say resistance me on the streets when i hear resistance i hear it's fighting also <laughs> what we say resistance antimicrobial resistance what are we talking about Fampima, can you help us with that okay, so resistance is when the microbes basically develop this form of defense mechanism against the antimicrobials okay 
earlier we were having a discussion and then Emanuela mentioned this funny joke that happened at the meeting she went for where she said one of the ladies she works with stated that as, as a little child when you keep beating your child every time or giving your child a specific punishment every single time the child goes wrong it gets to the point where one time you go like I'm going to beat you and before you even pick up the cane the child is like Here's my palm. It's me and let me go. That's what they mentioned. You understand. <laughs> the child has developed this form of strong mechanism against you. So it's like near by you and say, see, I'm fine. Mobo me cry, me su me su me, I'm sad by you. But yes, exactly. So this when the microbes, the bacteria, virus, and parasites, you know, develop this defense mechanism. So it gets to a point where you give the medication and it's not able to work because the microbes is able to overpower it. So basically, there's what's resistance or antimicrobial resistance means. Oh, wow. I, I really didn't really know that. Like, this is very informative. And when we talk about my antimicrobial resistance, it's not a new problem. It's been there for a while, right? Yeah. yeah and um, is the problem worse than in the past from wisdom? Thank you very much. Um, the past is relative. <laughs> if we are talking about the early 90s, uh, obviously it is way better. But if we are comparing this problem to, let me say, 15, 10 years ago, then I think um, it's, it's actually getting worse. And because um, we had common antibiotics like penicillin, like um, amoxicillin, which were used to treat very uh, stubborn infections like pneumonia, and the like. These days, if you give amoxicillin to somebody with uh, the pneumonia, it's likely the patient will not uh, recover due to the resistance patterns. So now um, we are even looking for very powerful or more innovative antibiotics. If you look at the quinolones, um, ciprofloxacin has been abused over the years. We move, we move to level. Now we are looking for moxifloxacin. So all these things means that um, the problem is worsening yeah. and we need to do all we can to actually protect these um, antibiotics from um, um, losing their, uh, their potency. Thank yeah. you. Oh, so we started from ciprofloxacin C and now we are on what? Moxifloxacin. <laughs> so now we get to Z because when we get there, we now, we've got to do the end. Olga, please tell us how, how serious is this problem? So, the problem is very, very serious because, <laughs> because um, as said earlier, oh wait, it wasn't said, but then the microorganisms alter themselves in such a way that the medications that are given to treat these uh, microorganisms are rendered ineffective. So then, eventually we get to a stage where we actually do not have drugs to, try the word, conquer these diseases. Initially, um, I would say we were the drugs were more or less like ahead of us so it's like when when we need the medication to treat that particular disease we have it but then we'll get to a point where we actually do not have the drugs to treat anymore and then instead of us killing the organism the organism is actually going to kill us and that, that's the end for us <laughs> Wow, thank you very much, Organ. Talking about the organisms eventually killing us, that's some horror sci-fi movie that I watched, and I don't want to watch it in real life. So, what are some of the things that the people should know? What are some of the things that the public should know? What are some of the things that healthcare professionals should know 
about how to stop antimicrobial resistance. Um, Fam Manuela, if you'd be so kind. Well, I think that the major contributor to antibiotic or antimicrobial resistance is inappropriate use of these antimicrobial agents. So when we say inappropriate or improper use, we're talking about not following your dosage regimen. If they say twice a day, you, you take it once, or maybe they give you um, a prescription for seven days, you take five days, you feel better, you stop, or you take antibiotics on your own. Whenever you feel some type of way, you feel like, oh, let me go and take amoxicillin. You know, these are some of the things that we do that um, can contribute to um, antibiotic resistance and improper disposal of antibiotics as well and giving them to animals. I mean, we, we, this was something that we were talking about at the Ministry of Health. We want to use a one health approach. When we say one health, we're talking about human health, animal health, and environmental health. So we have to think about how, you know, in animals, how um, like improper use of antibiotics in animals can affect AMR, that's antimicrobial resistance, and how improper disposal of antibiotics in the environment can also contribute to AMR. So it's a, it's a one health thing, and we need to look at how each of these sectors um, contributes to all of this. Thank you very much. And when you say people just randomly give antibiotics to their animals, yeah. it reminds me of a time when I was in the community and someone just wanted tetracycline to fatten their chickens up. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know the mechanism of action, but these chickens, they get big real fast. So these are all contributors to the problem. And Fampima, what else can we as a public and the healthcare professionals do to help prevent antimicrobial resistance? Okay, so first let me start with the public. We are pleading with you people to stop going to pharmacies and demanding for antibiotics, especially. Because someone goes there and is like, no, 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 I want this specific one. Because the last time I went to the hospital, the doctor gave to me a work, and I think I'm having the same symptoms, so I want to take this specific one. It doesn't work that way. Just talk to your pharmacist, talk to your doctor, and they will be the right ones to give you the right antibiotic. Sometimes you really don't need it, honestly. Sometimes you just need rest, sometimes you just need to take in a lot of water, take in your vitamins, and you are fine. And I'm also pleading to my fellow pharmacists also, sometimes you shouldn't just think of the money aspect of it, so we feel like the person comes in and the person wants sorry to say but let's say zenat which is expensive and it would boost our sales but deep down we know that this person actually doesn't need it but because we have a cutoff point to reach or something we send it out to the person all these things increase the antimicrobial resistance so we should stop giving the inappropriate antibiotics we should stop giving the wrong antibiotics to the wrong indications and then also we should take the right doses of our antibiotics. Thank you. Thank you very much, Fam Pimai. And when you say the wrong, uh, the antibiotic for the wrong indications makes me remember when an old lady came to me that they have back pain and that they needed a man B760 for their pain. Like, <laughs> who would take an antibiotic for back pain? But then you realize that in the community, especially, a lot of people do that. So, our pharmacists, let's talk to our patients. And it's not only limited to the community pharmacy. I mean, medical reps, hospital pharmacists, we are all together on this fight. 
and as much as possible professionals healthcare professionals do not leverage on your qualifications and just go and take antibiotics for taking sake because you should know better you should rather be educating your patients to go for a prescription to be able to get these antibiotics from your pharmacist Olga, you were speaking about the time that people take medicines when we were in discussions before the program. Can you reiterate it and can you let people be aware that sticking to your antibiotic timing is important? Okay, so it's it comes in two ways. You first have to, um, should I say, complete your antibiotic course because if it's prescribed for seven days, it means it will be effective for seven days and that's for five days too so then there's nothing like i feel better after two days so let me stop it and put it down for when i get another um tries the word infection also um i would advise that you take your antibiotics the same time every day because that's when it works more effectively if you're taking at 12 today take it 12 the next day and 12 the following day continuously and with it three times daily let's try as much as possible to do the eight hourly not i take in the morning 10 o'clock 10 o'clock is in the morning i take at two then i take at seven when i'm going to sleep you need to follow the eight hours especially for the three times a day once and yeah the the um there would not be antimicrobial resistance eventually I like it. I like the way you broke it down for people. There will not be antimicrobial resistance if you just adhere to the dose, adhere to the time, finish the full course, and don't be doing back pass of your medicines. Don't take two and pass it to your friend because what's happening to you is not happening to your friend. It's not the same thing. Farm wisdom, tell us something. Well, I think I'll just stick to one dose that I also see around. I see that when somebody has a cut or a wound, um, people would now go and buy uh, the topai, the red and yellow. <laughs> they will pour this drug into the wound for the uh, for the person. I think it's very wrong in its entirety. In that, you might not be administering the right dose of the drug to tackle the right pathogen. So even now, we have powdered forms of these anti um, antibiotics for wound, which have been specifically engineered to actually help the patients. Uh, drive absorption through the skin and all that so that it will kill the pathogens well so let's stick to those ones and then let's try and advise our patients and also um the clients who come to the pharmacy please listen to um, the pharmacist and then don't be too known at the pharmacy because we went to school in fact it takes minimum of five years to train a pharmacist so when you go to the pharmacy please try and listen to the pharmacist it's actually a professional there thank you very much Thank you very much, Famos. And when you say it, some people don't want to hear it, but some people, they need to hear this. Google is not a pharmacist. Okay. Thank you. Do not Google before you can. You go and Google your symptoms and they'll tell you you have pneumonia. And you come and it's not even pneumonia. So don't think that you know. Speak to your pharmacist because they've gone through the training and they know what's good for you. And one don't that I've been told, or one don't that I was hammered, um, I was always hammering on, do not take your antibiotics with dairy products or with fruit juice. I know water is not nice, but please do not substitute water with cranberry juice. Because when you take cranberry juice with antibiotics, there's going to be drug food interaction. Okay. And alcohol. Don't say that, oh, I took my antibiotic in the morning, so at 6 p.m. I can drink beer. No, you cannot drink beer. When you think that the alcohol will let the, the microbes be drunk so they won't infect you, you have something else coming. 
The microbes will not be dragged. I'm telling you, you are going to get dragged, but the microbes in there will still be affecting you. So please, please, please. Let's take note of this. Let's educate ourselves as professionals. Let's educate others. Let's educate the public. This farmcast was proudly brought to you by YPG, Young Pharmacist Group of Ghana. And please follow us on all our social media pages at YPGPSGH. That is at YPGPSGH. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have our podcast channel also on Apple Music. Uh, Apple Podcast, sorry, Google Podcast, and we have online radio, all Young Pharmacists Group of Ghana, and we are going to see our podcast live. Thank you very much for tuning in, and Farmcast will be back again next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Olga. Thank you, Pema. Thank you, Manuela, and thank you, Wisdom. You've made this session very interactive and very interesting. Have a blessed day, people.